Chance. And welcome to Property Matters. On the show tonight, we're joined by Diane Nelson, Managing Director of Real Landlord Insurance. Now, remember, you can download our podcasts from www.barfoot.co.nz forward slash property matters or listen anytime on planetaudio.org.nz. Welcome to Property Matters. Welcome to the show on another Monday as we're getting ourselves closer towards Christmas. I'm Stephen Dello and delighted to have you tuned into our show once again. Now each week we have a mix of guests from across the rental and investment landscape who will give you tips and tricks on how to maximise and protect your investment and provide practical advice for tenants and landlords who just need that tricky question answered. This is very much your show so we encourage you to email us at any point at Property Matters at barfoot.co.nz or send us a message on our Facebook page, which you can like by searching Property Matters Radio. And we'll make sure the experts answer your question in upcoming episodes. This week, we are delighted to have on the show Diane Nelson, Managing Director of Real Landlord Insurance. Welcome to the show, Diane. Hi, Stephen. Great to have you here and uh, travelling down from Whangarei to be with us today. Now, tell us a little bit about your career journey that led you into this role. Originally, I was a property manager in Whangarei and um, did that job for 15 years, but had the opportunity to work for then Terry Shear Insurance, who had been uh, come over from Australia and bought her product with her. Um, and I got the opportunity to go and work for her then. And um, in 2006, I bought the company. Wow. What is it about insurance that you love so much? Well, it's not so much insurance that I love. It's the property management industry. Ah. And because our policies are only available if the property is professionally managed, like by someone like I was, um, then I still have that direct contact So we still talk to landlords and we talk to property managers every day. We don't have the interaction with tenants anymore. Okay. So for our listeners, what is real landlord insurance? And I guess how is it different from other insurance? So we're a a rental investment specialist brokerage. We have our own policies. They're underwritten by Tower Insurance. We specialise purely in rental investment for residential only. So it's not commercial um, properties at all. Where we insure against the risks of default tenants, basically. Although we have a house policy that's very similar to other house policies on the market today. Um, Our landlord preferred policy, which is our flagship policy, specifically protects the owner against the defaults of tenants. It also gives them other policy covers as well. Okay, so that kind of leads nicely into what the insurance covers. And I guess, is real landlord insurance a standalone policy or should I purchase it alongside my house insurance and and other insurance from other providers? Or a bit of both? (laughs) Yeah, a bit of both, really. Um, 
so as I said, we do have a house insurance policy. In order to have that policy, you also need to purchase our landlord preferred policy. So if a landlord already has his house insured with another insurer, um, all of the popular ones that you can think of, they can still have our landlord preferred policy. It's known in the industry as as an extension to your house policy. But it specifically will cover those properties like apartments who are under body corp. And the body corp insurance doesn't normally cover things like the four walls inside the apartment that a landlord has. doesn't cover the contents that might have been left for the tenant. More than likely won't have any cover for loss of rents if the tenants have defaulted or run away during the night. So our policy picks up those losses. One of the uh, key covers that we have under our policy is for intentional damage to the building because the building policies very often opt out if it is tenant damage caused um, and it's intentional. So they they won't have cover for that. They may have uh, cover for accidental or they may have a very limited cover. So that's where our policy can step in if the building insurer doesn't cover that. Um, our policy is, is broken into four parts and the one that's claimed on the most is loss of rent. Um, 97% of all of our claims involve loss of rent. Wow. Yeah. Um, it is a big industry, obviously, and it's, it's what most people go to the tenancy tribunal for. Mm. Very few times is there intentional damage involved in those cases, but occasionally there is. And, of course, now there's methamphetamine. So we've got uh, loss of rent, we've got contents, damage to the rental property and legal liability. And, and our landlord-preferred policy is the one that people purchase the most. We have different levels of cover depending on the rent and depending on the uh, contents cover that you wish to purchase or if you want to have methamphetamine cover. So, you know, there's a whole lot of things there. Our website gives very detailed um, cover that we have um, and and the prices and it's all it's all a set policy. You can't add or, or subtract from it. What you see is what you get and yep. that's what you pay for. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned, you know, people who run away in the middle of the night and, you know, covering that. Does that is that happening a lot in New Zealand? Yes, it does. It's a very really? common occurrence. And during COVID-19, uh, yes, that's what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels like it was uh, 2021 already. But... Um, in particular, a lot of people abandoned their properties and went home. So they went back overseas. They um, they might have gone down country because they couldn't support themselves or they wanted to be with family. So where that happened, our policy has supported those owners where the tenants left their obligations and the owners were left out of pocket. Right. So, you know, if I'm a landlord... Uh, what sort of things do you think I need to think about when it comes to insurance and when should I start my cover? We should always have insurance for your house all the way through. If you're going to be looking at buying a specialty landlord protection policy or if you're offered this as a ad- additional benefit to your house policy, please have a look at what the benefits are. We find very often that when owners phone us, they have been left disappointed by their 
extension policy because it's very limited cover. Ours is a comprehensive cover. It will give... um, it supports the landlords through those trying times when things go wrong that they didn't expect to go wrong. Mm. And, and you know, nine times out of ten, tenants don't want to do the wrong thing. Sometimes circumstances make that occur. But at the end of the day, the landlord will be out of pocket. The bond won't cover what it is that they've lost. Our policy doesn't deduct the bond from a loss of rent claim either. So the landlord, that will assist him to get it re-tenanted, cleaned up, locks changed, lawns mown, all of those things. They can use the bond for that and we look after the loss of rent cover. Rather than it all disappearing on the arrears or whatever it was that's happened. Which can happen really quickly. So what are the rules around covering loss of rent? So when a tenant defaults on their rental payment, um, the property manager will have issued a breach note notice, which is 14, working, uh, 14 days. So the tenant has an opportunity to meet their obligations under the law. If they fail to do that, then the property manager will enforce that order. They'll apply to the tenancy tribunal for them to make an order in their favour, either for the rent arrears to be paid by a due date or for possession of the property. Providing all of those things have occurred and they've occurred in a timely fashion. So, you know, one of the reasons why we only offer our product if the property is professionally managed is because we believe the the risk is less because Mm. these people work on this day by day by day. They just don't check the bank account once a month to see if the tenants paid the rent. So they've got to have followed good practice and then they have to enforce what they practice. Sometimes property managers are are left a little bit in in a poor position because the owner feels sorry for the tenant. Yeah. Um, you know, their circum- something's happened in their circumstances, but they forget that this is a business. And in a business, people have to pay what they have to pay. Um Landlord, and that's why landlords give their properties to property managers so that it is run like a business. And so all we ask is that it is run like a business and therefore everybody follows up and carries on. Yeah, let the experts do their job. Uh, If someone signs up and the tenant is already in arrears, can a policy still be taken out? Yes, it can. Um, We do have a arrears clause in our policy that if the tenants were more than 10 days in arrears in the previous two months to them purchasing the policy, then there would be limited cover. Um, But if anyone has a question about that, they can phone our office um, and we can go through that with them. Um, Our application form actually asks the question, is your tenant in arrears? So if a landlord doesn't know or is unsure, they're always best just to give us a call. We'll probably give them a call anyway, just to say, you know, you may have limited cover here. And that's because we believe it's a claim about to occur. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if they're on a periodic lease rather than a fixed term, how does that impact your policy? 
So our policy always pays um, for loss of rent. We will pay the arrears up until the date of vacate. So anything they owed up to there. And then if it's a periodic tenancy, we will only pay past what the tenant's obligation is, which is 21 days. But if it's a fixed term, and let's say there was another two months of the lease to go, the landlord can claim up until the property is either relet. Um, if they've decided to withdraw it from the rental market um, or the lease expires, depending on the type of claim it is, um, all claims have a, lim- a maximum limit on them. So we look at, you know, what were the arrears, how much is left of the lease to go. So the the landlord with a fixed term tenancy can be in a, a more beneficial situation because of the tenant's obligation. Right. I understand. Yeah. Okay. So what about damage? How does your policy work towards things like accidental damage? So remember, under the landlord preferred policy, and we have a classic policy and a premier policy, um, damage to the rental property is limited to intentional damage only. So you would always go to your building insurer for accidental damage. But if it's intentional damage, and the building insurer doesn't cover that, then you can come to our policy to activate it. Okay. Um, There's a couple of bits of criteria with that that we have. Um, You must report it to the police. So it's a criminal act for a tenant to physically damage your property. Um, And that includes methamphetamine contamination, by the way. Mm. Um, And also, um, but we do have a small, a very small cover for landlords who have a body corporate insurance policy that will give a little bit of cover for accidental damage because of the body corp excesses being so high. Yeah, so that that is a common thing, isn't it? That the insurance for a body corp can have a massive excess. Some of them do. Um, We know of some in the Auckland Central District that have $25,000 excess. It's really hard for landlords. Yeah, not obtainable. No, no. Crazy. Um, From a tenant point of view, I mean, I I realise your your policy is very much focused um, for the landlord and for the property manager, but we've got tenants that listen to this show. With your experience, what insurance do you encourage that they take out to protect themselves and their assets while they're renting? Definitely, they should have contents insurance. Um, That will include, normally, there will be an, an inclusion of legal liability on that for them. And so that protects them where, you know, maybe through no fault of their own, um, something occurs at the property and they can be found liable for that. And I know with the tribunal, there's, um, the Tenancy Tribunal now has a different take on what is a tenant's liability. But let me give you an example of a claim that we had. Um, this property was out on, it was a coastal property. The tenant had gone to clean her teeth in the morning and the power was off. And this was a pump, the water pump. Mm -hmm. Off she went to work. She came home in the afternoon and the power had come back on, but the automatic plug had sunk in the sink and that tap was on full. And when she drove into the garage, the ceiling of the first floor, uh, just above in the garage, had fallen in. And that was water damage. Now, her insurance company covered repairing that property from her contents insurance. 
Because mm. some um, policies a, a while ago, I don't know if it's still there, you could actually get like renter's insurance, which helped cover like the excess of an owner's a landlord's insurance, etc. Do those still exist as well? I'm not sure. I know there are some out there and I know there are some, um, particularly the contents cover, but do your research mm, is what I'd, mm. I'd say. Find out and talk to people. Find out what it is that you're getting cover for. Because, you know, none of none of us know anything about insurance until we go to claim something. Yeah, yeah. And then nine times out of ten, people aren't getting what they think they should be getting. But that's because they haven't read through the policy wordings well. And updating your policies. I know once when we were burgled and we hadn't updated the policy for years, so the maximum value was miles under what we had taken absolutely because we hadn't rung in and updated what you have you yeah. know when did you last go around and with a calculator and actually add up what your your house is worth inside that's right yeah um you, you mentioned that you work directly with property managers um how do you work alongside these different companies because you're you're national Yes, we are. Yep. So how are you working across across the country with a whole range of companies? So we do personalised training for the um, property management companies. We have criteria for them to meet in order to be approved to offer our products to their clients and that really is just them giving a brochure to them. Um, we answer all of the questions about insurance because property managers aren't experts in that. So we do um, specialised training so that they know how to... Um, furnish a claim, what we will need for that, um, the types of claims that we pay, those types of things. They're really valuable to the property managers and that's because our policy stipulates that the property manager must do any claims because they're the people who know what happened. Landlords might think they know but they haven't been intrinsically involved in that in that whole debacle. And the property manager's been inspecting on a regular basis, so they know when something has changed That's inside correct. that property. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fantastic. Look, we're going to take a short music break, and after the break we'll chat more about some unexpected events that landlords may need to prepare for. Plus, we're going to answer your questions that have come in during the week. Now, this week we are featuring a new Kiwi band that approached us to help promote their music. Park Road is a new group that hailed from a group of current and past students from the West Auckland Steiner School. They have invented music with the goal to make you smile. So here is their first number, called Sandcastles. Washed up on the shore Bodies close to yours Looking up above Yeah, I'm scared of falling in love Sunset in your eyes Now I know I want some more Summer golden hour We just need to Darling, it's alright You paint in my eyes And I don't even care What they're talking about Darling, it's alright Don't leave me here behind And I hope that you Would just stay with me If you want me, darling
from the new Kiwi band Park Road, West Auckland based uh, five young guys aged I think 16 to about 20 uh, doing great stuff and if you're driving home I hope that kept you bopping your way through Auckland's traffic this afternoon if we've got time we'll play another one towards the end of the show. So remember this is your show so each week do send us your questions to propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz so that we can get some answers for you both on air and we'll reply. You can also download previous episodes of the show off our website at barfoot.co.nz forward slash property matters and you can listen anytime here on Planet FM's website planetaudio.org.nz What we've done is put those podcasts in order um, outlining what contents in each episode so you can find the one that interests you. Now this week we got a letter from Tony who emailed in saying she wanted to know what supporting documents she should include when making an application for a property to help her stand out against the rest. Really good question, Tony, especially at the moment. Uh, you know, there's, I've heard some reports of you know hundreds turning up to some properties. So the key thing is having everything when you first fire that application in. Don't send notes saying, I'll get you this, I'll get you this. Get your paperwork in order so that property manager who is super busy um, only has to look at everything once. So first of all, your proof of income. Now that can be a payslip or wins info or if you've got multiple jobs or self-employed, make sure you've got your accounts in there and your accountant. Put everything in. 
don't just put one. If you've recently arrived to New Zealand and you're waiting to find a job and you're living off savings, then proof that those savings are there. And if you haven't started your job yet, you've just moved into Auckland, then an employment contract is what they're wanting to see. Some sort of proof of income that is then backed up by a reference from an employer. Just a number that the property manager can call or email to just verify that everything you're saying is correct. Now, when it comes down to your references, good referees are important. You know, of course, mum and dad are going to give you a good reference. So is Auntie Lou from down the road. So make sure you're thinking a little bit wider. People you've worked with, uh, if you're involved in the community in any way or an organisation, people that can stand and talk about your character is really important. If it is your first time renting, then, yep, okay, it could be a little bit harder. So have a think about that connection at school, perhaps. Someone who can speak of your character. Really important, though, is your current or previous landlord. And sometimes you don't want to alert your landlord yet that you're looking around, so it might be the previous one initially. But heads up, often the property manager will want to speak to your current landlord. So you will have to pick that awkward moment to have that conversation because they are going to give the best reference. When you're filling out an online form with lots of companies they now require you to give permission. So the Privacy Commissioner requires us to have a box there to give permission to contact these referees. So you might enter all the info, make sure you tick the box saying, yes, I give permission. Uh, Under the privacy rules now, you know, we have to be very careful out there, so make sure you're reading everything on that application form. I'd also suggest that you let the referees know that you're going to have someone calling them. So they pick up the phone in a timely manner or answer that email and don't sit on it because if you are one of many applying for a property, you don't want to miss out purely because none of your references have come back. Now, if you've got pets, make sure you declare that information right from the outset. Put a photo in of the beautiful poodle. Don't just talk about it. Um, It's a great way so people can see who your family pet is, what their name is, that it's registered, and be prepared to fill out quite an agreement around that as well. Make sure you are honest. Some people like to send in a family photo and a bit of a blurb, or if it's a group of flatmates, absolutely. Take a photo and just give a little bit of an outline because often that property manager is sitting down with an owner in the evening going, these are, these are our preferred people, and you want to make it personal. Make sure if you've got multiple applicants, like flatmates or partners, that they've got all their information ready. So under the privacy rules now, everyone needs to complete their own application. So if Diane, who I've got in the studio today, is my flatmate, I might fill out my form, attach all my bits, and then it will send a link to Diane to attach all hers and complete her part of the application. So it's really important she's ready at the same time you are. Otherwise, it could be holding things up. And my final piece of advice, Tony, is be honest. Uh, We've all had blips in our life, so if you've had a credit history blip or something, just mention it in one of the parts of the application where you can write some notes. Be honest. As long as you're paying it off and you're showing that you're making a difference to get that bad debt down, it shouldn't always work against you. But if you don't know about it, it can be a bit of a surprise when they're running the checks, so be really honest. Um, That's my advice to you, Tony. Uh, Be patient keep positive it can take a few goes Uh, have all that information and most of these real estate companies now like Bath and Thompson you're able to store all that information so you don't need to re-enter it every time after a little period of time certain bits drop off to, to force you to update it because information can get out of date so be patient and good luck and thanks for emailing us so if you've got a question flick us an email propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz and we'll answer it next week for you
Now, we're back in the studio with Diane Nelson, who's Managing Director of Real Landlord Insurance. And, Diane, I'm curious, what are some of the things owners need to be prepared for? What are the unexpected things that you've seen in your experience that may crop up? Um, For example, you know, the tenant passing away. Yes, that is probably the one that people think about the least. And what I'd like to say here... In particular, if somebody is managing their own property, when you sign up a couple to move into your property, make sure that you have both of them on the on the lease. Right. That is so important. And the reason I'm telling you that, we had a case where, you know, bad things happen to good people. It's not just bad people. Um, tenant was driving to work. She had a car accident and ended up in hospital. She was in hospital for three months. Her partner was not on the lease, but he stayed in the property and, in fact, became a squatter. So the rent wasn't being paid because there was no income coming in. Uh, The partner wasn't paying any of the rent. Unfortunately, the tenant passed away after three months and the property management company at the time had to go through the process of having that person removed. But because it was such a tenuous issue of the tenant being in in the hospital, um, you know, they really were stuck in a hard place. So bad things do happen Mm. to good people and you never, ever know what is around the corner. People die of natural causes they die in the property. Sometimes they're murdered or sometimes they commit suicide. All of those things are things that no one ever considers when they rent their property out to a tenant. And just remember, you can't insure for every type of loss. If you could, then it would cost a prohibitable amount because insurance isn't about every type of loss that that occurs. It's about the most common ones and occasionally there's, you know, there's some bonuses in there as well. So when you're looking at insurance policies, always look for and check what the policy wording says. That you know, my my biggest bit of advice is read it. Um, people have high expectations sometimes, but that's not what they've bought. Yeah. So, yes, sometimes the tenant dies. Sometimes they die in the property and sometimes they're not found for a long time. And when that happens, the property can be contaminated. Um, There may be, it takes longer, therefore, to re-tenant it because the property has to be cleansed. It has to be rebuilt. There's parts of the property that needs to be removed. Um, Uh, We did have a claim one time where a tenant had fallen down, hit their head and passed away. Um, And because uh, body fluids do escape, whether it's blood or or whatever it is, and because this gentleman was a Maori, they took the floor, part of the floor to bury with them. Right. Because, you know, um, that's that's Mm. their their, um, culture. Yeah. So there's all these sort of things that come into it that mm. no one sort of understands. You know, the carpet square was mm. taken and mm. and and you understand it on a on a level, but somebody has to pay for that on yeah. another level. Yeah. So people need to consider all sorts of things when they look at insurance and not just think, Oh yes, well, I've ticked 
tick that box and, and I'm covered, you need to consider what is it that I'm expecting to be covered. Because if you're a landlord who lives week by week and expects the rent to pay for the mortgage, you need to consider if it doesn't. Mm, mm, the big what ifs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to do some quick fire questions now as we come towards the end of the show. Cool. When it comes to real landlord insurance, if the landlord moves into the house, does the policy get cancelled? Absolutely. Straight away, no question. No question. What if it's the landlord's family that moves in and they are legally tenants paying rent? That's a grey area. If it's managed by a property manager and a tenancy be, agreement? It could still be a grey area. <laughs> call, call our office and discuss it. My suggestion is do not rent to relatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered if you might go there. Yeah. Um, do you offer discounts for landlords who insure more than one property with you? No. Fair enough. Do you cover landlords' contents if they are stored in a shed on site but are not available for the tenant to use? Absolutely not. Easy. And, and the reason for that um, they used to cover that in the old days, but they had a garage that was full of all of the landlord's goods that they'd welded together. Three tenancies later and three years later, the landlord arrived back and the um, garage was empty. Wow. <laughs> so, no. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Favourite or strangest claim you've had to deal with? Um putting you on the spot here. Yeah, because there's been a lot, to be fair, and probably the strangest one that we ever had was where mm, the tenant jumped off a 16-floor apartment building. Wow. Yeah. Which, and and, and it wasn't considered to be suicide. So whether it was a party and it all went wrong or they slipped and fell, I don't know, but... I mean, we get some very weird ones that go on for quite some time. Some of them are terribly sad. Some of them aren't. Mm. Um, probably actually a really funny one. Well, it wasn't funny for the landlord or the tenant. The tenant had lived in the property for five years and tenants believe that it's their property. And, you know, rightly so. They've paid for the right to live in this property. But um, lost his job, had been a fantastic tenant, paid his rent on time. Property was immaculate lost his job, kept promising that money was coming from overseas to pay the rent. 13 weeks later, still no money. The owner had been very generous in allowing him to stay on. Um, And so they went through the motion and got a possession order for him to move out. He was so cross with them. Um, He got himself very um, inebriated one night and pulled all of the wiring out of the wall and cut it all up into one-inch pieces um, and damaged the property significantly, believe me, um, because he just thought it was so rude that he was thrown out of the property. Wow. Lucky yeah. he wasn't electrocuted. I know. Well, he, he did it the right way. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was quite weird. Absolutely. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Um, they can call us anytime they like on 0800 003545 or they can go to our website www.reallandlord.co.nz we're on Facebook Real Landlord um, you can email us but calling us 0800 003545 
you'll get somebody give you a call back if we're no longer available. Fantastic. And if you're driving and don't have a pen with you, we'll make sure that that's all posted on our Facebook page tomorrow when we pop out the podcast from today. Thank you, Diane, for joining us all the way from a beautiful Whangarei. Wish you a safe trip back home this evening. Hope dinner's waiting for you at the other end. And it's been an absolute pleasure to talk Real Landlord Insurance today. It was great to be here. Thank you. Awesome. We're going to go out with that wonderful new group, Park Road. Um, This is their second song called Golden. And if you are a new budding Kiwi artist and would like us to play your music, send it to us along with your questions. Property Matters at barfoot.co.nz. Travel safe on your way home and we'll look forward to chatting again next week. I've been trying to fit all of these lyrics inside one brain. I get so caught up in society now and then. I guess I get it from my mother. I'm not trying to be so stubborn, but I know the people change. Get into a state of mind Sometimes we're not okay When I feel this out It makes it go away And it's only golden And it's all unfolding I guess I get it from my mother I look out for all my brothers At the time of our lives And I don't ever want to lose this It's that feeling inside Get into a state of mind Sometimes we're not okay When I hear this